1: Thank you for listening today to The Covenant Word with Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we are touching heaven and changing earth. This week, Reverend John is continuing the message, Divine Wisdom. Last week, he introduced the topic by defining divine wisdom as
2: the ability to judge correctly. Or to follow the best course of action based on your understanding from God's word. So if the decisions that you take are based on God's word, we call that divine wisdom. The ability to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action based on knowledge and understanding. From God's word. So if you are able to judge things correctly. It is said that you are showing wisdom. If you are able to follow the best course of action. It is said that you are showing wisdom. And it must be based. For you to call it divine. It must be based on God's word. It must be based on knowledge. From God's word. So any decision that you take. That is not based on God's word. Is earthly wisdom. It may be good. You may achieve some results, but once it is based on God's word, it is divine wisdom.
1: It is not enough to make a sound decision, because a sound decision is different from a divine decision. Today, Reverend John will show us examples of decisions made in the Bible, and from this, he showed us who used divine wisdom in making their decision and who did not. From these examples, we can extrapolate the significance of using divine wisdom in making decisions because those decisions are far-reaching, as in the case of Joseph. Here is today's message.
2: Okay, let's look at people that showed godly wisdom, divine wisdom, in the things that they did and the way they obeyed God or they obeyed the scripture and the decisions they took, and let's see the effects. Because when you show divine wisdom or godly wisdom, there's a blessing. When you show earthly wisdom, there's a curse. Earthly wisdom is always for your benefit. Godly wisdom is always to the glory of God. So just before, if I were to summarize everything I'm going to say, it's just before you do, does it glorify God? Just before you act, does that activity or does that action bring glory to God? If it will bring glory to God, then you've shown godly wisdom. You've shown divine wisdom. If it doesn't bring glory to God, if it brings, if it, if it brings uh, selfish gains to you, or if it's only to benefit you, it is earthly wisdom. But let's just look at, look at some activities or some, some scriptural examples of, of, of display of wisdom, whether good or bad. And you tell me, you, I would ask you who showed godly wisdom and who didn't show godly wisdom, and let's see what the benefits are, or what the results are. Let's look at Genesis chapter 9, 22 to 29. All right. It says, And Ham, the father of Canaan, did you see that? Saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brethren without. He says, And Shem and Japheth took a garment, and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. Look at what the result of what Ham did. And he said, Cursed be Canaan. Who is Canaan? The son of Ham. A servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of Shem. And Canaan shall be his what? He said, God shall enlarge Japheth. And he shall dwell in the tents of Shem. And Canaan shall also be what? And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. Stop. Did you see that? There was an opportunity for somebody to show an action that would cause them to receive blessing. The Bible says that day, of course, Noah did something that was not proper. Noah drank to the point that he became drunk and exposed himself. Ham came, looked and was laughing. <laughs> come, Japheth and Shem, come. Come and say our father, our father is so foolish. Just like many things that people see, you know, most things that people see and think is something for fun, is actually a place to show godly wisdom. You see someone going through something, rather than even praying for the person and being of help. You are saying, ah, finally God has caught this person. And you use it as a way to ridicule. You have not shown godly wisdom. Ham was laughing at his father. Shem and Japhet, when they saw it, you know what the Bible said? They took a garment, put it on their shoulder, went backwards, and covered their father's nakedness. And when the father arose, did you see blessing? Who showed earthly wisdom? Who showed godly wisdom? Which one was pure? Shem and Japheth. Which one was peaceable? Which was considerate? So whenever you find yourself in a situation, in fact, if you see people start laughing at another person who is in a state of downfall, it's an opportunity for you to make sure you don't behave like them. Because, ham, they don't show godly wisdom. And there will be very people like that, that will do things, possibly that we may call stupid. Don't laugh. Don't laugh at someone else's misdeeds or misfortunes. In fact, the scripture says, if you do that, God can turn his anger against you. That that anger or that misfortune may come to you. So I want to encourage us in this church. Because we are dealing with people, and do you know what of course you know in this church sometimes we pray against enemies please even when god is dealing with your enemy don't say ah i said it i said his time is coming <laughs> finally in fact he, he will see more no don't go and take a phone if you and i'm sharing this with us someone's going to say pastor why are you sharing it? but i don't know i'm just trying to share because god said share these secrets with the church Something bad happens. Don't be the first person and be a bearer of bad news. You pick the phone. <laughs> In fact, have you heard? This a person failed and click. So this, <laughs> I don't know what is going on. No. Don't do that. Don't be the person that shares the bad news of somebody else. The scripture says mourn with those that do what? Mourn. Rejoice with those that do what? Rejoice. Let's move forward. Genesis chapter 39. This is a popular one that we all know. Genesis thirty nine. How many of you know Genesis thirty nine? And what happened in Genesis thirty nine? Joseph, Joseph and Potiphar's wife. And you all know the story. The Bible says, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard and an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Israelites, which had brought him down thither. Please go. And the Lord was with Joseph. Somebody said the Lord was with Joseph. May the Lord be with you in Jesus' name. He said the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. He was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord had made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And Joseph found grace. Somebody say Joseph found grace. Found grace in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had to put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's, Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he let all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not... He knew not what he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Look at where some things started to change. Verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, Lie with me. Now listen, listen here. The devil... Would tempt you when he sees that some things are working in your favor. Watch out. Never, never be cavalier. Never be nonchalant. Never, never lose your guard, especially when you are doing well. Because the Bible says that Satan, he goes to and fro like a what? A roaring lion looking for whom to do what to devour.
1: We thank God that you have joined us today. We now have four services to serve your needs. The times are eight a.m., nine fifteen a.m., ten thirty a.m., and eleven forty-five a.m. Join us during one of those times and experience the love of God like never before. Here is Reverend John. Continuing the message.
2: The reason why you have to be careful, especially when you are experiencing the highest level of blessing, I'm telling you, some of the things that look like the easiest decisions to say no become very hard. That's why you need godly wisdom. Because I understand that God is going to bring upon this house and is already doing that great blessings. When a man refuses to show The wisdom of God, at the time of plenty, he becomes the source of his own destruction. At that point in time, he's no more the devil. Because God has given you his wisdom. it's for you to express it. Joseph was a blessed man. God was with Joseph. He was prospering. All of a sudden, Potiphar's wife took notice of him. Excuse me, what does Joseph have? He's just a sleep boy. May I tell you, when God is blessing a man, people that never used to even give you attention bef- will begin to give you attention. When you all of... Well, there's a point I'm about to say now. When all of a sudden you see a reaction that was never for you, all of a sudden change towards you, let your wisdom be up. Are you, is somebody understand what I'm saying? If all of a sudden you see that, so, and that before that you, were, you used to be there, nobody cared. Then all of a sudden there's a change. That is the time where everything about godly wisdom it should come to your mind. That is why God is sending this instruction to somebody. So you don't get tempted. In fact, people at work may give you opportunity and say, oh, it's an opportunity for promotion. Just do it. That is how we do it in this place. No. Oh, just take the money. You don't, that money is actually for us. When you know that that money doesn't belong to you, don't take it. Oh, just, 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 uh, For you can fornicate, ask for forgiveness later. Don't do it. Many people that have done it, they have gone down. Is somebody here what I'm trying to say? Joseph was tempted. You know the story. He told Potiphar's wife. He said, look, uh, man, with all due respect, everything in this house, the master had given it to me. He said, except you. He said, how can I? Are you listening to what Joseph said? Joseph did not say, I refuse to sleep with you because of my master. He said, I cannot do this evil thing against my God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? If you don't fear God, even though you want to show wisdom, you cannot. Somebody get what I'm trying to say? That is why I said that the natural response of godly wisdom will come from obedience to the word of God. It will be natural. It don't have to be mechanical. People will asking you, how did you overcome such a temptation? It's just simply saying no. I don't know whether you get my point. It's just simply saying no. I'm not going to do it. It's as simple as that. People will think you are crazy, but no. Let everybody falsify and cheat. It is no to obey God. The Bible says to obey is better than what? To sacrifice. Somebody say big amen. amen. And that's what you all know the story. Joseph obeyed God. Did those see reported he Yes, he went to prison. But at the end of the day, God promoted him and made him the prime minister of what? Just imagine, I told someone. What of if Joseph had slept with Potiphar's wife? Just imagine. The whole of Israel would have perished. Oh, you even think it's only Israel? Hold on. The whole of Egypt would have perished. Ask me how. Because the famine would have killed them, not knowing that Joseph was the solution to both Egypt and Israel. Sometimes... When people disobey God, the effect of that disobedience is actually far-reaching than they know. I don't know that you understand. Oh, it's my life. If I disobey, God forbid, even though I get pregnant, it's my life. I can handle the baby. No, no, no. no. The effect is always greater than what you imagine. May God not let you fall into sin. Oh, that amen is not good. I say, may God not let you fall into sin. May God not let me fall into sin. If you believe it, let me hear your amen. Amen. So did Joseph show godly wisdom? Did he show divine wisdom? Tell me one of the characteristics that Joseph showed of all the characteristics of godly wisdom or divine wisdom. Purity. He showed purity. He did defile himself with Potiphar's wife and say, you know what? And you know what? In that place... All the men that were allowed to hang around Potiphar were all eunuchs. I hope you know that. In his house. Joseph was not a eunuch. Joseph was not a eunuch. But that's another story for another day. What other characteristics did Joseph show? Sincerity. He was sincere. What other one? He wasn't hypocritical. Right? He didn't do it to say, okay, you know, madam. (laughs) Don't tell, don't tell my master. Out, but we will say we didn't do anything, but we did. God does not like things like that. So Joseph showed divine wisdom. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let's move on. Let me show you another one and you tell me. Genesis chapter 35. And this is where I will stop tonight. Amen. I promise you I will make a brief. an introduction, just a tease. Genesis 35. Genesis 35 verse 22. If you are there, let me hear you say amen. It says, and it came to pass, when Israel dwelt in that land, that Reuben, please pay attention to this. God bless you. That Reuben went and lay with what? Bilha, his father's concubine. And Israel heard it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. Reuben, the first son of the family, the elder brother of Joseph, was also tempted. I don't know what the concubine said, but was tempted. And what did he do? He laid with the concubine. And what what did Jacob do? Jacob did what? Jacob heard it. Anything you do against God, how many of you know that angels are around? Do you think God will hear it? God will hear it. Let me show you another thing. Genesis 49 and verse 4. It says, Look at this. It says, Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. He said, Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed. And defiled it. he went up to my couch. Look at the statements that Jacob made concerning Reuben. He said, because you have been unstable, because you appear to have godly wisdom, but you never showed it. Because you appear to have divine wisdom, but you showed foolishness. He said, you are unstable as water. He said you will never excel. So when a man does not show divine wisdom, you don't show godly wisdom, that man can never excel. It doesn't matter how much anointing oil you pour upon that man, he won't progress. So the problem is not the prayer. It's that that man did not show godly wisdom. Because thou wentest to thy father's bed, and they found out it. He went up to my couch. The sin that Reuben did was not just that he, he he slept with the concubine. He went to his father's bed and slept with the concubine. Now let me show you this, and this will surprise you. Look at First Chronicles chapter five and verse one. First Chronicles chapter five and verse one. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He says, now the sons of Reuben, please look at this, please, it will help you. Look at this. He said, now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, he was the what? Let's shout it. He was the what? He was the firstborn, but for as much as he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given unto the sons of who? The sons of Israel and the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright. When you show wisdom, God will change the genealogy to start with who showed wisdom first, to be, to be number one. Did anybody see what, I, what I'm just sharing? So instead of Reuben to be called first son, Joseph became first son. Reuben was tempted in chapter 35. Joseph was tempted in chapter 39. In Chronicles, when the thing was now written for history, God made Joseph number 11, took the remaining one from the 11, made him number one, put Reuben last. Do you see why? Wisdom is important. That when we fail to show godly wisdom and obey the word of God, the people that are underneath us become above us. Why is God teaching us these things tonight? Again, the reason why is because, as God's children, wisdom is our birthright once we enter into Christ. The Bible says Christ is the wisdom of God. Since we now have Christ as the wisdom of God inside of us, it should be a natural response. Of our everyday life to show godly wisdom. Once you don't show godly wisdom, your birthright will be taken from you. In the order of how God ranks people, God does not rank you by your ordination, God does not rank you by how long you've been in church, God ranks you by the amount of of His wisdom that you show. That is why He said, Wisdom is the
1: principal. Thing. You have listened to Reverend John continue the message, Divine Wisdom. In today's teaching, he used three examples to illustrate who used Divine Wisdom and who did not. These examples are number one, Noah and his sons in Genesis chapter 9 verses 22 to 29. Number two, Joseph and Potiphar's wife in Genesis chapter 39. And number three, Reuben and his father's concubine in Genesis chapter 35, verse 22, and Genesis chapter 49, verse 4. From the above, we can conclude that whenever we make a godly decision, divine wisdom, we can expect to get the blessings of God. And when we do otherwise, the punishment will come sooner or later, as in the case of Reuben. Join us next week as Reverend John digs even deeper to this message on another note we have outgrown our present worship center and we are currently building a new worship center on Braun in 1604 in san antonio texas however we need help to complete it here is our pastor to tell you more
3: praise the lord god bless you this is john Animiki, the lead pastor of bethel covenant assembly of god right here in the city of san antonio I want to use this opportunity to appreciate all our listening audience and partners all over the world that join us every week for this broadcast. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family in Jesus' name. I also want to use this opportunity to kindly indulge and crave your support towards our building project that is currently going on right here in San Antonio on 1604 and Brown. We're building a befitting sanctuary for the Lord, an international worship center. And I want to humbly appeal to you and your family to please consider supporting us financially for this work. Um, We're estimating that the construction will be completed before the end of the year. If you want to join us and support this work, you can go to BethelCovenantAG.org and click on the given link. And that will lead you straight to how you can support for the building project. And I believe that the Lord will bless you. He will bless your family. He will bless your children. And he would establish the work of your hands. One more time, we want you to go to our website, BethelCovenantAG.org, and click on the Giving League to support this good work for the building project. Thank you for giving, and may God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you, Pastor. Please help us complete the sanctuary. No amount is too big or too small. Thank you in advance for your help.